we acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Wandjeri and Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation on whose land we record today. We pay our respects to elders past and present. We recognise the ongoing intergenerational trauma caused by colonisation. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be. Aboriginal land. In the heat of the Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back again to a new episode of Loud, Angry and Not Sorry, where we will speak about politics, feminism, economy and our own stories. And we won't be sorry about it. It's your dear friend Daniela speaking and my beautiful... Hi everyone, it's Leah. Hi Leah, how are you being? Oh. Second time recording oh, this episode. Don't, don't. Oh my God. <laughs> It's the last time I ever use earbuds recording. My God. Man, man, we, it's okay. We, we're learning here. We're learning. So this week, we're going to speak about something really, really polemic in the last time. You know that we've been here in quarantine trying for trap for so long. And for a lot of us, Netflix is our life and entertainment. For that reason, every new movie can give us a lot for talk. And one of the, uh, one movie that was, um, that, we, uh, that is put in Netflix in the last month was the movie called Cutie, a French movie about pre-teenagers that decide to start to dance, a street dance, specifically twerk. So we're going to be commenting about this movie because around this movie is a lot of, a lot, oh, a lot to say, a yeah. lot that we can say about so it. So much going on in this film, so much. Yes, it's, it's really interesting. So we hope that we can do this episode just for one <laughs> hour. We will do our best. So I'm going to start with a recap, Leah, if you don't mind, so they can know what it's about and then we can sure. comment. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So is this woman is about Ami. Ami is the protagonist and she's a immigrant from Senegal and she is Muslim. She lives with her mother and he is his little brother in a really poor server in Paris. Dad is not living with them because he's in Africa uh, trying to find a second wife. And this little girl uh, met an, uh, a neighbor that her name is Angelica that actually I realized straight away that she was latin descendant like straight away she looks so colombian like oh that girl is colombian well anyway she saw that girl in the laundry of her building the dressing like really sexy with a crop top with a like a leggings and dancing reggaeton and she saw her and was like who the fuck is this girl you know and the thing is uh, amy started to go to to the, her school that is from probably their server and uh, he started to be bullied for this group of girls that they are really sexy dressing short skirt you know they're still 11 they're only 11 years old people but they are like really extra feminine and i will say that they look like more they're still more like an adult that for a child and emmy started to be bullied for this group of girls uh, and then she realized uh, one day that she's taking care of his little brother and the baby brother too, that these girls were dancing under the, the red rain, rain train? What is the rain bridge? Oh, the, the, I don't know. The train the rain pass. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh my <laughs> God, that was hard. Rain, <laughs> the rain tracks. And she see them and she's like, whoa, what are these girls? So she started to kind of follow them everywhere around uh, and in like in separate she have all these issues with her mother because her mother is really really depressed really really stressed because the she feel bad as a woman that why her husband 
is right with was searching for a donor woman and she have to take care of three little kids and feed them and everything. And they have all this community, this building of women too, that they support each other. You know, they're like, they eat together, everything together, and they pray together too. And they think that these little girls start to try to like separate more of this group of the mother, the family, and the religion, and they try to hang out more with these girls. And these girls start to show her videos of woman's dancing twerk and hip hop not hip hop I will say like twerk and dance hall and all these three kind of dance that they are really sexy and sexual and Annie for being part of this group she uh, start to practice in her bathroom after she steal the phone of her cousin mm. for uh, and start to copy all the this dance move and she start to show this dance move to the girls and she decide to stop to wear the yihab and she start to dress, uh, uh, dress more as a Western and more similar to these girls. Finally, that, that's the story. And the thing about this, this, um, film is that they show all the movement, the dance of these girls, that they are really sexy. And I hate this word, but I don't know what other words say, but provocative. I don't really mm -hmm. like that word. And they start to make like close up to that part. And you can see sometimes Annie in a moment, she start, her life start to fall apart because she had problem with her mother. She had start to fight with her group of dance. And she, the cousin realized that she had her, his camera and she start to take all her clothes for seduce him. God, that was awkward. It's, it's it really yeah. that part. That part is so oh. crazy because I was like, I don't want nothing happened yeah. to her. Yeah. You know, but nothing happened because the cousin wasn't a pervert no, or nothing and they get a risk of when you expose young children to sexualized behavior before they're old yeah. enough <laughs> they're old enough to understand to consent and to understand what they're actually partaking in yeah exactly and then she locked herself in the bathroom with the phone and she opened her legs and take a photo of her vagina and she put it in social mm -hmm. media and then she give that phone to back to his cousin. After that, all the school call her like, you know, slut, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Kids, little kids, 11 years old. Even a classmate hit mm -hmm. her ass, slap her ass. Then her mother realized and all her community make her like a kind of exorcism. And she's so mad mm -hmm. with everything. She's, you know, because she have initially home and everything. And then she tried to kill a girl. No, man, this just go everywhere. Oh, this film. <laughs> and then in the this end, film. I this film. I don't know what more I can say. I don't want to say the end. Oh, we can say it after yeah, the comments. Movie, yeah, but look, I, there's, there's so much in this film. Um, yes. I, personally, like as someone who enjoys films and enjoys dissecting films, I don't actually think this was a particularly good yeah. film. And yeah, even, no, even though... Not the intent of the director who is a, a French Senegalese Muslim my yes. my Mina Dekure I think is how you say it I'm sorry to everyone yeah, yeah. um her, her <laughs> intent was to expose the hypersexualization of children but to yes. expose the hypersexualization of children by sexualizing children is look it's an interesting strategy let's see how that pays yeah. out like and I, I just I, I don't think it did <laughs> like I think it was yeah, incredibly yeah, yeah. like there was a lot in this film that was incredibly problematic yeah. she didn't interview with Time magazine and I'll just read her quote from that. Yes, yes, Dekure please. explained in the film's message, when I was young I saw a lot of injustices around me lived by women. We're used to saying that women in other cultures are oppressed. 
But the question that I had when making this film was, isn't the objectification of a woman's body that we often see in Western culture another kind of oppression? And I think that's a really interesting, like when, when how we're supposed to behave and how we're supposed to present ourselves is not coming internally, it's coming from the external. I think that's a really interesting theme that really needs to be explored. And I'm not 100% sure if they explored that in this film. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's problematic in the way, like, <clears throat> I think the problem was if definitely the direction. Uh, because I feel that the idea was all right. Like, when we talk about it, we we'll discuss it a lot. Because it's a, with Leah, every, before we start the podcast, we always talk about it. And when we are like one hour before talking, we just start to record. But it's because it's really interesting. Because in the end, uh, you understand that kids don't see sex as adults we see so they don't really know what they're doing they just yeah, copy it's, it's it. a mimicking of behavior they don't absolutely exactly so you understand that yes we understand that we understand that when i was 11 i like guys anyway yes i did and i want to look like a big woman too you know i even smoked cigarette when i was 10 like you know like one cigarette between 10 people only for look cool it's stupid like man <laughs> You know, uh, you start to like guys, you start to like copy one woman's doing the movies, how they move and everything. I did it. I remember it. But you don't really understand. You don't want like old men, for example. You like your classmate for a start. But the thing about the trailer um, made me really cringe because that was my problem. It's some scenes. It's like a close-up to their mm. asses too much. You know, like, for example, I don't mind if they put their finger in the mouth sometime because I understand they are copying what they see in the movies. But sometimes it was too mm. much close-up in the yeah. movement. Like, on the floor, making, like, copying the sex movement. Or and when they just start to show them, like, when they are dancing ass, ass, yeah. ass. Us, I you feel know? like in, in films like, you can use themes and you can use metaphors and you can do this in other ways that don't have to include a close-up of an 11-year-old's ass as they twerk yes. while someone's throwing water on it. Like you, uh, Yeah, the, the, the exorcism. Like, yeah, in that scene, I, I cannot fathom what they thought that they were achieving with that cinematography. It's super It's sexual, super sexual. Actually, when you told me about that part, I didn't even remember it because I jumped, I, I like, I mm. can watch it because I'm really like, yeah. eh. so really I just, ick. I then when you told me, I was like, oh shit, yeah. like, yes, it's crazy. It was super it was, sexual. And is the actress is a little yeah. girl. That was She's a great dancer though. You know, that, a little incredible girl. dancer. Great. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah. All the little, all the little girls yeah. are awesome. They are cool. They are yeah. so cool. See, that's not a problem, but we are not pedophiles. No. no. <laughs> you know and what that's I mean? where I think a lot of the tension is. It's just like, let yeah. little kids dance. Let let kids dance. It's not them being sexual. It's us perceiving them as sexual. But also. Exactly. Because, you know, even if they do, like, do those sort of movements. I don't know how to twerk. This is me twerking. Woo! Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why oh my God, white people, we should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me a minute while I just like die inside. Oh It's my okay. God. Anyway. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Fucking hell. I teach you oh, later, girl. Don't, don't. I'll break, I'll break <laughs> something or someone or. or no. no. Um. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember what we were talking about. We were talking about kids, uh, kids the, like when they it's dance. It's society and... that sexualizes children, but they are actually watching what's happening in the community 
and they're mimicking that. Yeah. So they're not inventing it. It's not exactly. coming from anywhere. Like I, I said to you when I was watching the film, yes. all of a sudden she starts like p- putting her fingers in her mouths and getting the other girls to put fingers in their mouths and like sort of directing them. And I'm just like, and I yeah. immediately just went to someone's grooming her. Did I miss a bit of the film? But you're like, no, she's just been watching yeah. Instagram or whatever. Yeah, watching video, yeah, watching clips, video yeah. clips and just mimicking that behavior, which is very normal for kids to do that. I, I did it when I was younger, but I mean, I had grunge to look up to and headbanging and that kind of yeah, stuff. I, know. I didn't participate in this kind of behavior. Yeah. You know, like I see Isabel, like my eight year old sort of doing stuff and saying stuff now and it's not sexual because I've not raised I've made her very aware of like bodily yeah. autonomy and all that kind of stuff but I, I hear her saying things and I'm just like you don't know what that means don't say that do you know what I mean and yeah it's because she's just repeating yes. I did it with the young ones I used to call everyone fascist I mean I grew, I yeah, grew up exactly. and now I still call everyone fascist but <laughs> like yeah that never just, changed just, just I know what it means now and they are fascist <laughs> I remember that when I met my boyfriend family, he have a little sister. She's really little. Like Nessie's baby, Nessie's like 12 now. Yeah, she's 12 now. So I met her when she was seven. And when I met her, I went to her house because, you know, my boyfriend, mommy, she's an activist too. The little girls start to say, everyone is racist. Everyone is racist. And it's like, she even know what that means? You know, she didn't know. She probably just copying, like, what she's, say, like, everyone she's is She's talking racist. about Australian but society. But she's like, everyone is just she's racist. Probably, right. probably I don't know. She was a seven years old kid. I don't know. I don't think she really understand what means everyone is racist. But kids just copy what adults say. The important thing have to copy good stuff. Oh, I've got more stories for you, <laughs> That's but we important. might do it out of the podcast. Yeah. We're going to make a Keeping Up with yeah, Isabella. Yeah, Isabella podcast. Just Isabel. with, her, um, with her little... Yeah, there you go. With her little baby yeah. mind. So just, we'll be really so just going back to, to kids mimicking behaviours. That's yeah. a very... Yes, that, let's that's go. normal. And we have... So there's this thing called uh, corporate pedophilia. Yeah. So this was a coin that was phrased by Philip Adams, who is yeah. uh, a humanist, which for me is like a massive red flag for a centrist who thinks... Why can't we all just get along? But anyway, that's fine. I also don't like men who call themselves feminists, so you can't please me. Um, he's a social commentator. He's a farmer. And he also um, does radio presenting on, I think, Radio National, the ABC or something. He does a late night show. He describes corporate pedophilia as the uh, the selling of products to children before they are able to understand what advertising is and they're not able to consent it's a metaphor people (laughs) like but it's not but also uh i don't think advertising i mean obviously he's talking about a specific type of advertising but i'd argue that all advertising is non-consensual i don't want to be at i don't want to be advertised at but we are constantly everywhere we go so that's sort of like a bit of a i don't know that's a different and i feel too like the product usually the for me the advertisement is not for kids. It's for the parents because they buy yeah. the product. That's why you sexualize yeah, it but all- because it's for adults. There's, there, is a lot of, there is a lot of that advertising that's targeted at children, like um, on cereal boxes with the, the cool, the cute, funny characters. So the kids want nag the oh, parents yeah, to get it. And the same with like toys and all that kind of bullshit. Um, but this is... Yeah, this is interesting. Um, so as we yes. said before, this has been going on for ages in the context of kids mimicking adult behaviour. But corporate pedophilia is targeted towards, and more specific, the direct sexualization of children 
and how children are dressed and posed and modelled to look like sexy adults, if that makes sense. Yes. So so from a very young age, and there's obviously a heap of, of consequences to this. It's, it's been linked to um, being excessively body critical and eating disorders and, yeah. and excessive focus on, like, appearances and improving self-appearance and less interest in like say stem and arts academic pursuits yeah and i suppose like young girls are encouraged to participate in sort of sexualized behavior from a younger age which puts them at a risk of essentially being put in a situation where they'll be raped which is not to blame the children for it but it's sort of normalizing that sexual behavior and then all of a sudden they don't realize that they're in that predicament and the assault happened. I got a lot of this information from a document called Corporate Pedophilia, Sexualization of Children in Australia by Emma Rush and Andrea Lenores, which is from the Australia Institute. They repeatedly refer to rape, unwanted sex. We need to call it what it is. It is rape. Rape. It is femicide. Call it by its name. I'm so sick of like, pussyfooting around these fucking but what is that unwanted what is, what is sex it? what was the way that you unwanted what is that <laughs> people like it's what? rape that's the problem we're talking that's, about it's so important children. call things for their My name god it just i unwanted sex mm. ne- kids will never want sex because it's yeah, exactly kid. they can't consent right? to it absolutely it is always rape which also includes always leads to the increased risk of sdis and unwanted pregnancy and childhood trauma sexual trauma from a young age leads to a disproportionately high increase of the risk of developing mental health issues which is again a whole other episode and a whole other thing that needs to be discussed yeah i think most worryingly corporate pedophilia leads to almost directly into grooming, pedophiles grooming children. It makes children, it normalises that behaviour and that that sexualised action and it just just disproportionately increases that risk of children not recognising that that sexual behaviour and that sexual attention from adults or even just teenagers, people even ever so slightly older, that those unwanted sexual advances, it just is disproportionately increased. Yeah, because, for example, if they start to ask her, hey, can you send me a photo? Yeah. You know, they start like that. And the kids say, oh, but can you put a little bit more sexy like this model? Like, can you yeah. do this? And they don't have idea what they're going to do with the photo. They just copy something that they saw yeah. in that, for example, I don't know, in Instagram. Yeah. And the guy is like, oh, you will look so pretty doing yeah. that. And you it's know that positive reinforcement so, yeah exactly yeah not not recognizing that they're putting themselves in a vulnerable position or well, they're not putting themselves there they're being manipulated into that position yeah so definitely that is it's really important to like how us as society protect our mm. kids too like they don't should be, be like unsupervised all the time and this isn't to say that adult women shouldn't be sexual or celebrate their sexuality and you know all that kind of stuff absolutely not but we just need to i i feel we just need to be having these conversations with children around bodily autonomy and yes. what's appropriate and what's yes. not appropriate and what's acceptable for yes. people to say to us. And it's not about, like, if you do want to be sexual, that's a bad thing. Like, absolutely not. But you need yeah. to know what you're doing. What you're yeah, doing. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But there's even, like, like the sexualization of children in magazines where they almost encourage pedophilia by encouraging crushes on adult men like on celebrities and stuff like that you know it's like now tiktok have you seen tiktok it's gross like you have these guys 
that, for example, are doing sexual stuff like talking to you and tic- everyone that use TikTok are like 10 years old, dude. Like they are so little. I don't use TikTok, but I see like Ooh. cringe, cringe compilation because I love to look to <laughs> cringe. And it's a lot of video guys telling to the girl like open the shower and it's like, mm. oh, so they want that they put their fingers like Ooh. that or they look the girls like, oh, baby girl. And they start to say like, I prefer, I don't know, personality. I prefer bl- uh, brown hair. I prefer less than 18, more than 18. And they put like a, like a, I don't know, you know? No. Oh, like for Sorry, example. I, I don't yes. want, I know, I believe you. I don't I want swear to know. <laughs> and oh. it's like, it's guys that's there, for example, if you are between 12 and 19 M- MP, 12. 12. And you have these dudes because they are good looking doing that kind of trash. Like it's a video of other guy, an Argentinian guy, and uh, that um he was making like a live video with one of his fans of TikTok and they get 13 years old. 13 years old. And he get um he said, Oh, so again in question for people that they wanna ask you. Would you make a sorry so they, because he always say like sorry, they're asking to ask you this, will you make a threesome with me? 13 years old. So it's like, and it's in TikTok, dude. No one do nothing about it. Because it's like, guys are doing whatever they fucking want because they are handsome. They are 19, And 18. there's no consequences. They don't think, yeah. you know what I mean? It's gross. And actually, I would like to take a case that I remember mm. because I, as a fashion designer, I, I before I was a really big fan of magazines. Mm-hmm. I'm not anymore. <laughs> but before I was feminist, I just love Vogue and really extremely skinny people. And... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I saw a girl that is called I can't pronounce the name but it's like Thilanem Blondieu she's French 10 years old covered in in, in Vogue magazine yeah. France hyper sexualized makeup heels red lips it was a huge controversy in 2011 mm-hmm. because she is no, that little girl is gorgeous but girl like that photos are uncomfortable mm-hmm. to watch she's wearing heels or her photos are from the bottom to the top so her legs lose kilometers like long hyper sexualized like it's it's crazy and she was the cover of the magazine Mm. and like 10 years old Mm. 10 years old like everything fake eyelashes putting lipstick like this the the photos are insane and this is what this is one of the things that i don't understand about the whole cuties um what i don't understand about the whole controversy around cuties and the hi- I'm like, I understand why people are upset about how these girls are hypersexualized. What I don't understand is why they're not mad at team, what is it? T- uh, uh, Dance, Dance moms. moms. That's it. And like toddlers and tiaras. Like they are doing the yeah. similar things with even younger girls. But yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Why is that okay? And this is wrong. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. There, I think yeah. one thing that I think we should mention, but probably we won't, I don't think we can possibly give it the attention that it deserves because it's not our community but I think there's a definite Islamophobic element to this film, not necessarily by the director, and I don't think it's intended because this is her story, this is her life. But the way it's been framed by Netflix, particularly in that uh, that promotional video in the trailer, trailer. yeah, Mm. um, like it was pretty much just oppression, 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 abuse from from Muslim families and then hypersexualisation and, oh, no, what's she going to do? And it's, it's really uncomfortable because from what I know of Islam and from people who I know who are Muslim, that is not the standard. And if you watch the film, yeah. it's not even how the community is really represented either. Like that's not what happens yeah. in the film. But Netflix have framed it in this way, I suppose, for the drama, which is yeah, yeah. I think so. I watched a YouTube video by a Muslim woman who was just doing a, a react 
she was watching it and reacting just to the promo and she was outraged and to be honest rightly so um but I I didn't see any comments or her actually watching the entire film so I don't know how she actually compared the promo to the to the video but there was um an article written by Edward Ahmed Mitchell who is a civil rights attorney in America somewhere yeah in America um, and he wrote an article talk, talking about how it's, there's some Islamophobic issues within the within the film. Um, and I think what he's really talking about is coming from a, um, how the people who were Islamophobic are going to weaponize this film as opposed to the film actually being Islamophobic. Because this is her experience yeah. and her story, so you can't say that she's wrong. Like, this is her experience and it's valid. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. It was just, it was very interesting. So, I have a point of view on yes. that. Because I feel there is a big trend and wave about TV shows and movies about oppressive religious. Yeah. Like, we, it's another one that was Unterdox, for example. That is a TV show from Netflix that is about a woman that is for a really conservative Jewish uh, to... A community in New York and she ran away to I don't remember if it's for Germany or I don't know where. Do, do you watch it? Unterdog? Unt, un, un, or dogs? I don't remember. Well, anyway, I think it's just a trend that is happening a lot but the problem is a, that is um, the problem is that the Muslim community has been suffering racism and terrible xenophobia for a mm. while. And that's, that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, you have to be responsible how you show this community because already is so much ignorance and this misconception about this religion and this huge amount of people because uh, Muslims are like one of the biggest religion in the world and people is so ignorant. They don't understand that is so much that just a couple of movies or a couple of th things that happen in the world that don't represent it, not even the 80% of the community, yeah. you know, yeah. that, and that it changed everywhere. Because, for example, the Christianity is completely different in every yeah. culture. Like Christianity is completely different in South America, how it's in North America, how it's in Europe, how it's in Africa, how it's in the middle of Africa, in the south of Africa. Because religions change be, uh, with the the mix of people that the you culture, have. culture, yeah. So the culture, yeah. you know, you mix it with the with the, the Aboriginal that live in that place. They make the religions different too. Like that happened in South America. That's why we have carnivals and stuff that are completely mm. different to other places for our backgrounds. So you can't put no. one religion in one place. And the problem is, yes, is people should be be able to make a movie where they. They uh, show that side of the religious uh, because they do it with Christianity all yeah. the time. That you show this casting, yeah. you know. But the difference is Christianity is not being persecuted how it's being now the the Muslim yeah. uh, religious and community. Yeah. So that's why Netflix again they are being doing a terrible job in trailers and descriptions mm. of movies and TV shows. Yeah. That happened like a lot. So Netflix is not doing their job properly. That is for sure is happening. Because remember that the, the 
all this star because the billboard, billboard or the ad for the this movie yeah. Cuties, the first one was a super uh, corporate, actually pedophilia yeah. photo. It's insane. Yeah. It's so sexual. Yeah. Like the hair sitting, you know, like me, I think that they look pretty like, ah, oh, they're cute girls. But because I don't know, I'm a, I know a pedophile, but at the same time, shock me like, She's only 11? Mm. That's crazy, yeah. you know? And and the French one was completely different. It's the girls with the shopping yeah. bags jumping. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so this, this film's actually been really supported by the French government, who are somewhat mm. known for their Islamophobia and their hostility towards immigrants from, from that region yeah. and black people. So yeah. it just, yeah... yeah. Look, there's there's a lot to unpack there in in regards yes. to the Islamophobic, but I think we might need to defer to someone from that yeah. faith rather than going yes, forward. Yes, exactly. We all would, that we say anyways, we respect and love. Yeah, of absolutely, absolutely. I I'm not Islamophobic. Yeah. I've got Muslim friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm not homophobic. I have gay yeah. friends. I don't know, Racy. I have black um, friends. Yeah, just yeah, just exactly. a quick shout out but, that like lateral violence and and lateral bigotry is a thing. Um, that's yeah. not real, and I'm still in the process that's of unlearning my racism. And a deep apologies if anything that I've just said over the course of my lifetime has been offensive. I'm doing my best, and I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. The important you. you I think everyone does, though. Everyone does. Everyone oh, does. I don't. The important I don't is realizing I don't do it again. I think there's some people who are pretty happy. No, no, no. I mean, they should. Yeah. No, everyone does. I mean, like, yeah. do it. Everyone in a moment say something like that. The, real, the important is realizing and don't do it yeah. again and don't be an and asshole. And listen. Definitely. But, for example, for me, to like, people saw that side, but in the same time, as a person raised in a Catholic country and Catholic family, uh, I saw to that mother remembering mine. Like, well, this one was more more conservative than mine, though. But in the same time, she was a beautiful mother. Yeah. Like she was just having a really bad yeah. time, you know. Like it, her his husband was getting a second wife. She feel unwanted, a bad mother, a bad wife. Mm. You know, she has these two childs, three childs to take mm. care, feed them take care and she have all the obligation that she have to have with the community mm. too and she have and the house is a trash but the room that the new wife and younger wife is going to get is marvelous oh, so tacky. it's a woman <laughs> having yeah but yeah. i mean in comparison yeah, yeah, yeah. with like that's what they want to yeah, show yeah. you you know yeah i will not have that, any of that but what my point is like you see her yeah. room Everything is all, you know, so she's having a really bad time too. Yeah. And um, in the end, after everything that happened, she protect her child and she understand mm. her and she hug her and she yeah. love her. And she's like, leave my kid yeah. alone. You know, because it's a really annoying old lady that is a typical neighbor or auntie that she don't have nothing more to do that tell to tell you how to raise your child. <laughs> or it's like, stop to feed your kid. It's too fat. That she's auntie, you know, that one is like, hmm. <laughs> She's, yes, so annoying. And in the end, the mom did that some moms don't do, actually. That is like, shut your fuck up. Leave my kid alone. Shut your fuck up. And she hug her kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, the, so I think up. the mom in the film is actually a great yeah. mother and a beautiful, I, I think it's a beautiful mother. In the end, she loved her child. Yeah. 
even when she's so conservative, she she did what she she thought was the best, but in the end she loved her anyway. Yeah. And that is the most important anyway, as as yeah. a mother. So in that part, I think it was really beautiful. The relation with the mother is really beautiful. And the other thing that I like is the metaphor about the the menstruation and the period uh, that they show in the dress when it start to bleed. See, I didn't get that. What was that so about? I I feel I I feel that was like two things. One can be like the pain about like the wedding that she's feeling is dying. But for me, it was a more about the period and how she was turning to a woman and how that afraids you too in the process. I didn't get that. I was just confused. Yeah, that was her. I was just like, oh my like, God, yeah. someone threw blood on the dress. <laughs> like she yeah. hated it yeah, so I feel much. That it, she like carried it. Put like, yeah. the carry people. I feel that it's two things. Yeah. That she was hurt about the the wedding, and I feel too it's about the period. The yeah, because you get afraid about it too in that that process. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm missing nuance in that scene. I didn't I didn't understand that at all. I don't know because I, I because I saw it was like I have to understand this oh, metaphor. Oh, so I was thinking at, about that a lot. Oh, so that's literally what it was. Cool. I, no, I oh. didn't look about it. It's it's my perception that I oh. think that that will represent it. I feel yeah, cool. Because in exactly in the moment that she start to understand, it's in the age when you start to get your period and everything too. Mm. So you have all these factors too. Like I feel the blood can represent the pain and can represent too the period and turn into a woman. That is painful mm. too. Because you're feeling weird with yourself. They start to look at you different. You start to get boobs. The men start to look at you different. Uh, mm. So yeah, it's a scary process. Like I remember when I got my boobs. Uh, talking about pedophilia and disgusting. The sexual harassment on the street is terrible in South America. Mm. And as women and as a child, we have to deal with it. Uh, because it's pretty much my fault that I weren't scared. So because <laughs> I weren't scared, I have to hear your shit, right? Yeah. So I remember that I turned 12, 13, and my boobs, people always are being massive. And actually, I have a boob reduction when I was 18. So they were bigger. Yes. And when I was 13, I have these huge boobs and um, everyone thought that I was a woman already for have that mm. boobs. But I for, I was a child. Yeah. I was playing. I like to watch anime. I, I was in my head sex or nothing. But I will not forget that one day I decided to wear a sweater that was really tight, a little bit more open the cliche. I feel really pretty, really feminine. But an old man that was probably 50 something, I will never forget, bald in the top with a mustache fat look at men and tell me like i will fuck you when i was 13 13 it's so fucking as always like i don't want to have F boobs. First of all, i don't want to be a woman optimistic this no second of all the audacity of men like to think that we are just objects to be desired and acquired like nah and you are a fucking child. Yeah. But you are a but child. Men don't see women as having age or having agency or having the capacity to, to consent. We to are feel, just we are just objects bad. for them to to use and dispose of as as they see fit. Like and you see it across culture. Horrible. Like uh Dyson Hayden, who's uh I can't remember his job, like Chief Supreme Justice or something. Um Sexually, it's just been found, oh, in June, I think, was found that he's 
sexually harassed six women, five of whom worked for him, and it was an open secret. Yeah. Ah, open, the open secret. That's classic. That no one. That everyone. Yeah. yeah. It's just whispered, but no one confirms it. No one denies it. No one talks about it. It's just. It's just there, and it happens. But we let it happen because Dyson Hayden is more important than those women's mental health, than their career projection, than their economic independence. It's just men think that they can just take as they choose, and that women are just there for their convenience. It just is six minutes. And it's terrible yeah. because work is crazy because you really don't know what to fucking do. Because it's so hard get a good position working. Mm. And and then when these things happen, you are afraid that they will kick you out. Or if you say something, they're going to call you problematic. Yeah. And you will never be able to get that position. And if you get a good position, people will say what you fucking mm. did. with How many dicks you fucking suck? Because looks like... We get everything sucking dicks. Like, it's no other way than woman we can get something else. No, and because everyone... Sorry, no, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's because every time that you get a woman in a really high power position, you still hear people, because I will not say only men, women yeah. too, saying, like, how many dicks she fucking sucked. Yeah. yeah. You know? How she fucking did yeah. it. Yeah, you because know? it's so difficult for any woman to get to that position. To get to a high position, it's it's like for women, it's unfathomable that they they got there without. I think it's pretty reasonable to expect that the majority of women in a corporate industry have had some aspect of sexual harassment, have been approached in a sexual way. So, people will automatically think that that you you progressed through that corporate ladder because you engaged exactly. in that behaviour as opposed to to merit or anything about our capacity. Uh, I read something, I think, in the Australian Bureau of Statistics around women um, have a higher percentage of completing uh, tertiary education, master's degrees, things like that, and yet the graduate positions, the men have a higher income level in graduate positions. Like that wage gap is still yeah. there. Um, and it just it, <laughs> it frustrates me. It's not that we're not qualified. It's just that it's not safe for us to enter the workplace. It's, it's not safe for us at work. If we have um, anti-discrimination laws, but they, they're not put into practice because they can't be implemented because if we implemented them, then the, the backlash is always on us. It's always the, the yeah. women who have been sexually assaulted that are the ones that end up leaving the workplace. I know people that have approached hey. their bosses and been like, this guy sexually harassed me at work. And there's been like a conversation like, oh, it's a misunderstanding, you, you misunderstood, we just won't put you guys together on the same office floor. No, <laughs> that just means that he's free to abuse someone else. Like, can we, can we call it what it is? This is sexual assault, this is abuse. Why are you hiring an abuser? Why do you continue to pay for an abuser to be here and then go on and abuse other people? Well, they're getting paid to abuse people. Like, how is this, how is this rights for women? And where is Trades Hall on so this? Why aren't Trades Hall making a big stand about women's rights at work? Why isn't there a strike around this? Why aren't we making more noise? No. And you know, you know that the other thing is like they're always in women in high positions or, or they are successful in what they do. Usually I call it bitches because they have to be really serious. And you know why we have to be so fucking serious and bitches? Because if you are fucking friendly, they're going to try to 
do something with you. Like I'm, I'm extremely friendly. I'm always being, I'm really kind. And always I have problems with co-workers, not co-workers with bosses that they are like, always like pass and touch my waist mm. only because I'm fucking friendly. Mm. You, you have to be fucking bitchy so that no one can respect you. And it's terrible. Like, it's because it's obviously going to be your fault. It's like, why you have to be bitchy? Yeah. But you have to. Like, I know someone really close that is an excellent professional. She's a doctor. And she say, I have to be so, work so hard to take me serious as a doctor only because I'm a fucking yeah. woman. Even when she's like a scholarships number one in the rankings of, of uh, whatever she's she's working and everything. Always mm. is questioned because she's a woman. She had to work so hard. Mm. Uh, she Even things that she put in Instagram, she had to be careful. One time she was being a test uh, for her her speciality and she figured saw that one of the teachers had the phone in the table and he had a group of chat where they were sharing her photo, they make a meme of her, and her photo in bikini show, uh, that she had show up her ass, and the guy like, we should be have more students like this doctor. And she saw her in her oh, test. He had his phone yeah. there. And she was like, she stopped the test, she of, uh, she did something about it, then she talked with other people, uh, some people was fired for sexual harassment and everything. But you can even have photos in peace in your fucking social media. If I want to show my ass in social media, it's my fucking problem. Like, it's but private. But slut shaming. Why are you sharing like, a you fucking Like, you can still group? be a sexual person and also be a good Of doctor. course. Like, excellent professional. She is the best. She is the best. She's a fucking genius, dude. But, you know, you had to be even careful with what you put in your holidays when you were, like, in your holidays. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's just like we can't do nothing that nothing yeah. if you are like hiding yourself you are a fucking frigid like you are like conservative bitch you're a nun if you are free you're a slut if you are <laughs> if you are in a high position it's because you're sucking dick if you're not in a high position it's because you are fucking lazy it's like i don't know what to no. do that's why you have to be fucking feminist yeah. <laughs> and it's but it's they I mean, these these messages are patriarchal and they come from gender roles. And oh, they yeah. Come from this thing. Even the women that yes. participate in these behaviours are de yes. deeply, deeply suffer from, um, from internalised misogyny. And it's that whole thing yes. where women believe that the only way for them to, to succeed is to participate in this toxic behaviour. And exactly. quite often women will complain about their bosses being like, oh, they're such a hard ass," and they're just like, they're just a um god what did someone use like a really transphobic slur and i'm just like i'm not going to repeat that but i'm just like first of all yeah. no second of all do you know what it took for that woman to get into that position do you know what i mean that's not it's not forgiving their behavior because it's still patriarchal and it's still colonial and it's not okay and deeply rooted in capitalism but it's if we if we can name the yeah. problem, then we can work at, at the solutions to dissemble them and to and to build yeah. it back up in a more inclusive and supportive way without resulting to toxic structures and like you know punitive measures. Yeah. Coming back to the uh, the topic about uh, corporate pedophilia and and the movie cuties, like if we don't want our kids hyper 
sexualized too. Like I, I feel like a uh, other a point that the actually director say is um I want to I it's a quote actually. Uh, they say that she spent 18 months researching and studying how young and preteen children are being exposed to adult context. And she say like people as uh, kids start to relate. Uh, over sexually women in social media with success. And quote, she say, they imitate this what they see. They achieve the same request without understanding the meaning and yet yeah, it's dangerous. Uh, I feel like as women, of course, I mean, it's because I feel we had to separate too. Mm -hmm. I'm not Kim Kardashian, right? I'm not, I'm not, I don't know with other famous because I don't, I don't know anymore, but I, I stay with Kim Kardashian. That's the last okay. one that I know. So let's go to say Kim Kardashian. So Kim, I can't compare it and Kim Kardashian because Kim Kardashian is part of the situation. Like she knows that she's hypersexualizing her body, mm -hmm. creating like a hypersexual shape. That's how she creates her career. And no criticizing, of course, like she can do whatever she fucking want with her body, whatever. But. It, if that is what they see, they only see as an example of success and money, and it's the only thing that the TV talk about yeah. and social media talk about, it's what kids think that is the most important. Mm -hmm. You know how uh, how Kim Kardashian got famous through a sex tape. Yeah, she can do a sex or whatever they want. But my point is, like they see this hypersexualized woman that she looks fantastic. Yes, <laughs> but it's like, oh, I'm going to take the same photos. Yeah, you know, I'm going to do the same pose. I'm going to cop and like, I'm going to start to get feeling when I'm 18. Mm -hmm. I had to get my boob jobs, you know. When you, when it's a lot of other women that they are like doing other big important mm -hmm. things without to be famous. You have Malala, she's 22 years old, she's fucking changing yeah, the world. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. But it's how, it's how the media show. Yeah. It's not too much like fact that Kim Kardashian exists. Mm -hmm. It's the attention. That media and people is given to her and not to other women that do any important things too. But they don't look in the way that we want. We look for self. Well, you can't make money off Malala. Like what money can exactly. you make off Malala? Yeah. Exactly. And that's, and that's where, again, the corporate pedophilia comes in. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, we just need to burn down capitalism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Easy. It's, it's in the end, that... It's, it's just like sell, sell, money, yeah. money. It's always that. Yeah, and I mean we talked about Benet's a little while ago who's like the the father of, of public relations and marketing. Um, yeah, we just need to not do that. <laughs> just stop that and it's fine. But I think if we're, once we're able to name it and we're able to see what's going on and we're able to see what is behind it, then we can actually look at reframing and addressing these issues and being like, yes, like no one's saying Kim Kardashian can't be Kim Kardashian. Like celebrate exactly. yourself. What's the, the the bottle on the butt and the drink and the champagne or whatever? Yeah, like that's live fantastic. your life, honey. Yeah. Like live your life. Like yeah. more power to you. Yeah. But also, um, we don't have to all aspire to that. That doesn't have to be the golden standard of what a woman exactly. is. Exactly. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. Like, it's, it's like, it's her issue, girl. She look awesome. The point is how much attention we give it to mm. this woman versus other mm. women that they are normal women that didn't born in United States because everyone born in United <laughs> States, right? And, um, yeah. And, um, 
and and they doing great things like politician, women's working for in activism. You have the group of women, las tesis chilenas, Chilean women that create this song. Uh, they represent oh, your part, and that they're amazing mm. dude, and they they are like amazing women's dude, like normal, normal. Yeah. You know, like no rich, yeah. no famous. You don't have to be it for change your world, for change something. Mm. You know, and we have to give more, give it more space to that women's mm. too, not just the one that born already with privilege yeah. not only the money privilege we born with the privilege of a status a, a body privilege mm. you know because we talked before about you know the, the episode before guys if you didn't listen to <laughs> it we talk about body positive <laughs> <laughs> Stop telling people uh, to subscribe. They want to subscribe. Don't subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> yes, subscribe. Oh, subscribe. No. Subscribe. Uh, uh, the, we talk about the emogenic yeah. bodies and everything. So, like, let's go to to show our kids other kind of yeah. women. You know, like be be an example for us as adults to childs. Mm. Like, look, she looks fantastic. She can do whatever she wants. But look, it's other yeah. woman here. She's doing yeah. this. She's on the street. You know, that's amazing a too. Really, that's a brave. really good book for this is Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls or something like that. Like there's Rebel Girls books and there's two. And they um, each page is just like a profile of a feminist activist and talks about things that they've achieved not even feminists like just women who have done stuff like i wouldn't call coco yeah. i wouldn't call coco chanel a feminist but she's in there but no. she did she i mean you know yeah. okay they like to say it but, I'm not... but you know like that whole thing whatever no i know, you know and she's know. probably responsible for this like very thin body standard that we have but yeah. she did develop a big business and all that kind of bullshit like she did... and she created pants she created that's pens. why she broke the stereotype she didn't create pants yeah. she made it normal she, for, for females yeah. exactly she and made it Fashion. It. That is it. Yeah. Which is yeah. probably not yeah. just her. Like I think that was because people like during the war were taking off their corsets so that they could go produce for capitalism. Yay. Um <laughs> But too, because that give you like a more masculine figure because women start start to do activities they can do before, like a smoke and party. So they want to to recreate more the main mainly figure. That's why the flappers dress that dresses are like more like a rectangle. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Fashion history, yeah. girl. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I can't remember what I was saying. Oh yeah, so the rebel story, rebel. I don't know, like good night stories for rebel girls. I think it's called. There's two volumes, yeah. but they're not just for girls. Read them to your male children as well yes. because it's not just girls that need to be shown that we can be more than kim kardashians boys Good need point. to see that girls can be more than kim kardashians too like normalize talking yes. to children about prominent women who aren't on tv shows or who aren't you know the their, their purpose social their media. purpose in the film is to be a romantic character like normalize talking about like scientists and mathematicians and sociologists and i don't know if that's normal i talk about all this stuff with isabel i don't know if that's normal to talk to children about sociology doctor scientific Is that normal? i don't know yeah yep, cool it's normal done <laughs> <laughs> no idea. anthropology everything yeah it's yeah. true it's true because the boys they're going to have enough history in the school that's <laughs> just going to talk about males so you just you have to teach them about females because no one teaches the story because it was grown by men so they never even when they have heaps of women that did a lot of things in history they will never say yeah. it so we have to yeah. tell them so good point there we have to teach our boys because no it's always our responsibility as females yeah. everything you as men have to be responsible and we have 
have to teach our boys to be a good a good person yeah. you know respect everyone yeah. equally so yeah that's an excellent yeah. point well, I was just talking to a friend of mine before um, she was telling me about a photo that she saw um, on a, of, a, of a child that was um, trying not to be kissed by a little boy and everyone was thought it was hilarious and I'm just like yeah. oh that poor kid that's consent and that's teaching kids from an early age that boys have more right to our bodies than we do and she clearly didn't want to be kissed yeah. and everyone thought it was really funny and so the, ah, messages, yeah, the messages that that young girl was getting from an early age around consent even Isabel like when she was like a tiny baby like tiny I don't know how to explain like small sack of potatoes tiny um and she's a beautiful baby like she's a sack <laughs> of potatoes <laughs> oh god she, the, she Isabel was a beautiful baby and like I really would. maybe but only after like three weeks three or four weeks before then she looked like a, the oldest man you've ever met it was like a Benjamin <laughs> button situation it was just like such a worried old dude i'm just like oh my god what have i done <laughs> what, I what did i do to you did i read too much marks when you were in the womb what are you? <laughs> so concerned with the world <laughs> so anyway, she grew out of that and she got like fat she like got chubbin hair and Big shit <laughs> like, delicious less 70 year old man but we're in the in the fruit and veg shop and they're just like oh the boys are gonna chase after you and i'm just like all oh, girls and everyone just went oh oh girls oh girls yeah it's true or maybe she will not be interested in that sort of stuff at all and she'll just be asexual and just like not be sexually active could we yeah. maybe wait until she's at least one until we have this conversation with her my, my sister <laughs> my my sister say that she's asexual. Yeah. The one that is uh, 18 this year. And she's not straight for sure. She says it's asexual. That's something for me new because a concept that is not, that I didn't know. So I hear about it maybe five years ago. Yeah. But um, my parents are like, she's asexual. So is she lesbian? No, mom. She's asexual. Well, she might Probably be. Probably she's lesbian. Might be queer. And it's like, like choose, we don't care. No. <laughs> choose leave her. Yeah. It's all right. But at least my parents now are more chill than before. Yeah, uh, that's good. Because I was, yeah, no, no. She She's a lucky one because she born like we were two adults when she born. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. no, you born, but I'm 31. She's 18. Yeah. My other sister is 20, 29. Yeah. So she's the chill one, you know, like she can do whatever she wants, but she's the most quiet one of all of us. So that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. So, so yeah. It, and actually, when you say that case of the little kid kissing the girl and the girl, it's like, haha, they're laughing about it. It's too about the kid. Like, what other parents, you should be told to your boy to don't kiss yeah. him. She doesn't want to. Yeah. There was, there, so she will get it. Yeah, sorry. No, absolutely. Yeah. There was an instance with me and Isabel. We had a friend and her son would always sit on Isabel. And I thought it was so funny that she was like squishing her like a pancake, like it was a game. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, Isabel, are you okay? Are you enjoying this? And she'd just be like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, can you get off my daughter, please? Like, what the fuck? And I've been looking at his mum and I'd be like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, they're just playing. And I'm like, uh, no. Like, he's impeaching on her capacity to move. Can you yeah. fucking tell your child no? Oh, it's just a game. I'm like, Mm, this is just like a variation on boys will be boys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fucking exactly. stop it. Yeah, no. Let's go to just don't do it. Let's uh, go to 
Let's go to be kind and let's go to teach our boys good so they, when they are adults, they are also men that respect girls and they are good allies. Let's just, go to make good allies. It just goes to show that even though, like, the corporate pedophilia, I think I feel like it's almost an extension of what we do to children anyway. Like, in, with mm. the kissing and the, like, when Isabel was little, she went through a phase where she didn't want to kiss anyone or give people hugs goodbye yes. and stuff. Yes, And I was like, that's fine. You don't have to touch anyone. That's your body, your rules. Yeah, that's true. Like this, of is, this is stuff we need to teach kids from a very young age. And um, people used to be like, Leah, you're very worried about this. And, I mean, look, I was a, I'm a psych nurse. So I also know how childhood sexual trauma affects people throughout their entire lives. I, I yeah. understand that. So I was very mindful of she needs to know consent from an early age. And she's been amazing with it. So that that's, you know, great. But also people like putting thinking that I was the one being abnormal. Leah, were you sexually yeah. assaulted as a child? Is there anything you want to tell us about? Like, are you okay? And I'm just like, I'm fine. Are you okay? Why are you yeah. so um, resistant to teaching your children consent? What, what's what's your barrier? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's very it's very interesting. Um, That's true. Yeah. On a on a totally different note, um, there's uh there's an event being held online from Extinction Rebellion on Wednesday. It's a panel talking about patriarchy and how patriarchy affects activists and can cause burnout. Ah, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So which, which Wednesday? Wednesday? Which date? Wednesday or whatever next Wednesday is, I don't know. But um, uh, so the, the keynote, okay. so the people who are speaking on the panel, four men. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't care. What? Okay, Look, I was, I was, I, I thought that's cool. <laughs> I'm confused now. So I think it's, I think this is such a great opportunity for us to ask men who are who work in a system and in an established system that was designed by men upheld by men and maintained by men, just exactly how they feel that their system is affecting activists. No, I, I will ask him, like, why are you here? They're <laughs> <laughs> really like, why, okay, you, you, why you think it's necessary that you, four men, come to teach us people about patriarchy? <laughs> why you think it's so necessary that you, Men have to teach me about patriarchy. Like, is why? I just, I think it's amazing. I think it's so amazing. I, I, I laughed. I laughed for a good half hour. So I mean, you always can have maybe one man if they want to, for example, teach two men, for example, because sometimes men feel really intimidated when we talk about patriarchy because they take it like a personal attack right what well, it is <laughs> but they take it like a personal attack so they get really defensive so i understand that sometimes men would could be like maybe participate sometimes for teach two men but it's interesting if it's an open thing where it's going to be women's that's really interesting especially activists yeah I, that will be really yeah, interesting yeah so i think um if, i want to go yeah i think um all us all us uh feminist go, activists that are, should should maybe jump on in and have a have a chat with Extinction Rebellion, who have a really great track record for like. Are they going to ask why? Why are you here? Why are you here? Go! Go! Oh, I'm so excited to hear another male perspective on patriarchal systems. Yeah, thank you, thank you for maintaining again. I'm, I leave it all my life. Oh. Going, thank you for explaining me. I didn't understand it before we explained by a woman. So now that you yeah. explain me, it's so much better. There's, I mean, there's definitely something to be said about men speaking to men. Men's rights. <gasps> about <laughs> men's rights. No, there is definitely something about men speaking to men about feminist issues because 
the people that we're targeting will not listen to women. Like, they just don't. They're not interested. But if it's said by someone exactly. with a penis, then, hey, maybe. And that's not to that's say that, say. like, all men have penises, like, all that kind of stuff. People who are probably don't recognise their own misogyny as, as readily as we do are definitely really struggle to listen to women talk on issues that we are educated on and experience. Just, yeah, it's very, it's interesting. And four men, that's insane. Yeah, I don't know. Only men? Is, an, is no woman no, there? Four, four men. Wow. I mean, maybe, I maybe, maybe one's a trans man that I don't know, but they're masculine names. And, yeah, they don't seem to be the kind of names that can be used either way. It's not like a, there's a, there's no Courtney's there. Yeah. It's like Tim yeah. and someone. Okay. Yeah. It's just interesting. I'm Who, very excited to see how it turns out. I want to go so bad. I want to hear this. I'm just going to be screen on, sat there going, yep, come and tell me about my... Explain to me how patriarchy causes burnout. Could it be that men rape us constantly? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, explain me. Explain me. I want could to it, learn. Could it be because me. the brochurists don't know how to use people's pronouns correctly? Could that be one of the reasons? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yep. <laughs> Is it because oh like, was... men think they have access to their bodies or they enjoy stealing our labor and then taking credit for it? I don't know. I'm just so excited to find out. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm, uh, I'm so excited how they in, in I forgot what invisibilize? No, what you're invisible? Invisible, right? Yeah, yeah. So you in you invisible something? Erase. You know what I mean? Invis. Huh? Erase. Could be. Yeah, yeah. I want to use that word, but it's with <laughs> other one. It's alright. <laughs> I think it is funny. So when you is that it's ha it's fun like how you again erase women's to talk about our issues. Is that interesting? It's such a meme. That's why it's I have such a meme. I have that's why I have such a um, big big problem to call men feminists. Yeah. Because I don't feel men can be feminists. I feel they can be allies, mm. and I appreciate it. But I don't think that they should be, be talking for us. They should be, be giving us the space for talk. Yeah, absolutely. So this is against all that I believe. Mm. So that's why I'm going to be there smiling. But in the same time, I'm going to be with my computer ready like. <laughs> I'm really excited Excuse. for Wednesday. We're going to like, Isabel. I'm excited now. You can take your computer. You can go do all the things. You can have my phone. Mommy's going to be busy bullying men on the internet. <laughs> Of mommy, I'm proud of you. I'm definitely going to be like ready with my computer and I'm with my phone with you. Like, here this motherfucker, <laughs> ask this, ask this. We have to do that. That will be oh amazing. my god, like, I, I can't. Go. There's gonna be quite a few of us. It's so, Can you so imagine good. that they are great people? Oh, of course they are. And we and, and, and we are talking all this crap, and then we were going to be next episode. Oh, they were fantastic. Oh, they were lovely. <laughs> they were so informed on feminist issues. They were doing that thing where they were promoting women's voices, <laughs> but using their privilege to to platform. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm just assuming yeah. that they're being trash like men, <laughs> like men are known to be. Which is, and they went, did I already? I can't remember if I thought this before I actually said it out loud. So if I've said it out loud, just cut it out. But it's, yeah. I find it really funny how people are like. When I say men are trash or anything like that, they're just like, oh, that's horrible. But those same people will freely be like rape jokes or oh yeah, 
think it's funny to misgender people or like oh my gender is a patche helicopter or like make jokes about sex work i think those jokes are funny but they have a problem with kill all men like and they're just like what if i flip the narrative and what if i said kill all women and then i'm just like then you would be reading the news yeah, because <laughs> i just feel that they are like literally just like i if they I just, just if they said women are trash i'm just like when are you not saying women are trash you're constantly saying women are trash and they're and the truth is these people that say that kind of things are just people that think that it's really smart yeah. so they use sarcasm but they just using sarcasm just for say the same trash that they're thinking about like i'm being sarcastic no you've been a fucking racist and you fucking are you're yeah. just trying to sound smart mm. but you are not smart mm. you are not smart no. for you sarcasm no. you know oh, so in the i, I like sarcasm I use I mean too hundred <laughs> percent but I'm not uh, but you are not making jokes it, it's it's completely different yeah okay so you have to me. understand the context <laughs> it no because if you if you saying for example me as a as a female we we, we mean sarcastic the whole fucking podcast <laughs> I'm sarcastic as fuck but it's a different perspective because I'm not a white dude or a man in general it's that power structure that kind of it's shit. that power dynamic it's a power yeah. structure so i i you can make like you can it doesn't exist the reverse fa- eh, racism or nothing that things doesn't exist no. you know what i mean so it's uh, the position the way that you in, use it just in reverse racism isn't real daniela said it first it's in real daddy said it first. yes it's in real nah, it's, in it's real. fake fake it's news fake. because you haven't it's been oppressed trump's turn sorry it's true so you go <laughs> You actually made a really it's good point, and I'm just like, no, let me make a joke about Trump, and I'm still doing it. Sorry, yeah. I'll shut up. I, ha- I, I hate Trump. Oh my god. Yeah, well, it's. I don't know. I don't want to even talk about him. Why? No, I no. Just, he said trash. something that I just spoke over. It was really true. Something about oppression, and I can't remember what you said. No, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I say that uh, you, uh, as white people, uh, no one can be uh, racist against you because you're never being oppressed. Yeah. You never suffer the oppression of anyone else. Yeah. So for that reason, you can suffer of racism mm. because you always are being in a privileged position. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. There's a difference between can. racism and discrimination. And racism is yeah. systemic. Discrimination is, I don't like people who have blonde hair. Yeah. Like you're still a shit person, but that's not going to affect the person with yeah. blonde hair. But if you went around being like, I don't like black people, <laughs> then you're a fucker and we hate you. Yeah. yeah, because it will not. You will never going to lose the chance to get a job for being white. Done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it could be, but it's not going to be the issue that you are white. It can be other factors. Who said that? Someone said something about like, oh, it's a shame that women experience discrimination. Oh, I think it was on the Red Pill documentary. Oh, women, ah, women, oh. women experience discrimination in the workplace, and, and they might not get a job because they're a woman, but they can just go off and apply for another job elsewhere like it's that fucking and they easy. can get married just get married and abuse men yeah. for the money yeah just take their wallets because that's what we do yeah we get married for the money yeah for clean your fucking house motherfuckers because this one thing that you you just make all the Ooh. money but you are the you know that it's yeah. other story anyway there's, I think there's okay. a whole episode talking about how liberal feminists have screwed us over in regards to having like the rights to work cool but we also have the right, our reproductive labour and our our unpaid overtime and how our, the gender pay gap and all this kind of stuff that, but, like, we still have to work. And that fucking Sex in the City movie that's like, women have it all and all this kind of bullshit. 
It's like no one has anything. It's all shit. Everything's shit under capitalism. And you know what? What? I don't know what I had to be fucking grateful that you pay me the same. Should I be fucking grateful? Oh, you're so good society that you decide that I can get the pay same than you. I will need no grateful shit because it's more deep than that. Mm. It's walk on the street and be in peace. Mm. It's not watch movies like cuties. <laughs> it's not be 12 years old and and be in the street men's looking my fucking tits. Mm. Or oh, it's not work and the, my boss made me feel uncomfortable. You know, touching my fucking waist when he passed. Mm. And that's, that's, it's more deep that just like, that points are the points that I think is like a feminism that is, is more than that. Yeah. Like a lot of people love to say the joke about the feminists we are Haiti, for example, that we don't want to shave. And it's like, dude, it's so stupid. It's so much more than that. I mean, we're talking about women that are killed. I, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I, I shave before I don't. Sometimes I do when I yeah. feel, when I don't. I don't care. It's not a topic. Mm. Uh, but we're talking about women that still disappear. Mm. They're being abused every day. Yeah. Like every every time in groups of Latinas, you can see stories of women that they are in the partnership visa where they are terrified to go to the police because they are scared to lose their visa and their OC partners abuse them. Mm. So much, and that happens so much mm. with women with punishing visa in Australia. Mm. And they don't, and they don't even know that when they, these dudes sign up the visa, they sign up something that says you can hurt your partner. Mm. So it's a, actually a paper that is protecting you and no one talk about that. Mm. The, the, even the, the, the agents that they use, they don't talk to the women to tell them he's signing this. You are protect. No one teach them. Mm. And it's insane. Mm. And they stay with these partners for two years for a stupid motherfucking visa. Mm. Being abused because this, no, this guy knew, know that this girl come with bad English. Mm. You know, they will not read the shit that they should, but it's not their fault even anyway being abused. Mm. And, and they do whatever they want. Yeah. And it's not only with Latinas. It happened with a lot of Asian women. You know, mm. that they come with poor, really poor background mm. and come here with men that they use them like slaves in their houses yeah. to clean yeah. and take care of their child. Yeah. And that, that's still issues and mm. no one even think about it. And it's, I read it all the time in groups here. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Like my friend don't know what to do. The boyfriend is abusing her and she don't want to lose the visa. Dude, it's a fucking contract. No one told no one. Mm. It's insane. Like, lucky me, I have a great partner. We did all two, but it's, it's not even an issue, a topic that he's a great man. Mm. But anyway, I have an English to read everything. And he told me, look, Daniel, I have to sign out here. I don't have to hit you. <laughs> ah, ha, ha. You know, ah, ha, ha. you know what I mean? Yeah. We laugh about it, but you see how important it is that they have to fucking sign up that yeah. because they do. It's like when you get surgery, there's informed consent. So you yeah. have to know that everything that's going to happen, you have to know the risks, you have to know the complications, potential yes. outcomes. And it should be the same. It's not just signing a form. That that person should also have to be like, do you know what this is about? Do you know what this form is for? Like making sure that she actually knows her rights so that she has informed consent. 
Is that what they don't do? Yeah. Because you pay this agent for do for you everything mm. and they just make you sign. Yeah. And people don't really want to read neither mm. or the partners don't want they read or understand. Mm. So it's so important that agents too because here the thing about agents here, I have a really big issue. I never use them because I, I can do it myself. I can read, you know. Yeah. So I know English. That's my point. But a lot of agencies here are doing shit really wrong. Mm. It's not possible that we have women signing contracts and they don't know that are protecting this country. Yeah. And they're being abused for two years for get a visa yeah. for OCs. That's not fair. It's the, it's the same you know, with, that's not with fair. migrant workers. Like they don't, they think that if they do the wrong thing or if they don't meet quotas or something that they're going to lose their job, but they're, they're protected and they don't realize yeah. that they're protected. Like they can't just get fired. And that's another big yeah. thing about the aged care sector as well. This is what I'm thinking of. Is that they don't they yeah. they think that if they don't do all these like yeah if they don't get this work done by a certain time that they they're, they're going to be unemployed and they don't have access to public funds so they're so dependent on this work. Oof. So many topics, but yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think we we're done for today. I think we went because it's we not went going over to the hour. You happy? Yeah. Yeah, we over. Yeah, we did. But it's okay. Not the hour thirty. An hour twenty. So yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. I hope you enjoyed it. We enjoyed it pretty much. I think it was a great episode. So I hope you have a great week. It's Daniela saying goodbye and... Bye, everyone. I don't know Take what care, to guys. Say. I don't know what a sign-off is. No bye. worries. Free the hamster. Hashtag oh, free the hamster. Hamsters. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <Bye. laughs>